Okay. So today, first of all, yesterday, it was interesting because after the vision I had, honestly, I got to take responsibility. I feel like I fed into it too much when it wasn't the right time to. And because of it, like, I don't know, I may be getting taken less seriously. I don't know if I can really sense that quite yet because it feels like maybe I still can catch that and kind of, you know, pick up on why that went that way and how how that happened like that. But also, like, I feel like, you know, It's like, my mind just went blank, but it's trying to carry off and over into the next day. And yesterday was already hard enough dealing with that all day, but pretty much it's like, I guess the reason why I even allowed it to carry over into the carry over into the my day like that and just be you know stretched throughout my day like that like usually I'm nipping stuff in the bud where even if it's lingering where we'll bring up it'll the topic will be brought up again another time still I am like excuse me still um like fighting it and making sure I keep my mind stayed on Jesus so that I can be in his presence as much as possible because I don't know why but for me it seems like a much stronger temptation to you know dwell in this kind of stuff more like especially when I want to be with Jesus and I really feel like that's very satanic like that's Satan's that's Satan tempting me because I'm reading my Bible and trying to focus and be in God's presence, and this stuff seem never seem more interesting. But when I'm not reading my Bible and I don't have anything else to do, you know, this stuff is like, oh, we're tired of talking about that, or oh, you thought we cared about that, or now I hear and feel like people are having different conversations about me behind my back, out of my earshot, and laughing at me like I'm a joke. So you know, usually I just don't feed into it at all because I'm like. I know that everything that you do is a distraction, so I'm going to treat it like one. And then sometimes it's like I will feed into what I feel like is important that I can actually learn from or I can observe and gain, you know, more information that will help me in the future figure out what I'm going through right now. Because I think that that's such a big deal. Like, if anything, I think that maybe yesterday was just it was really messy and I felt like I probably fed into a way more than needed to be fed fed into and definitely the wrong kind of topic because it's like the kind of topic that you know that you know can destroy reputations and if you let it if you feel like that is important or the kind of topic that can just you know almost like distract you from what's most important you know like one of those topics where 
like I hate it. I dr- I genuinely truly do hate it, but as a woman, when it's when it comes to anything sexual or sexual topics as a woman, no matter how hard you work, I I fear this, but it feel like usually, I don't want to say usually. That's what that's what I'm kind of like trying to figure out, but when you work very hard, you know, and you've done so much to kind of prove who you are, what you're capable of, you know, how hard you'll work despite anything else, you know, when it's just about the work. This kind of stuff still seems to follow you, you know, as opposed to a man where it's like, you know, we're we're focused on his work. We're focused on how hard, you know, he works and all the work he's put in, all his accomplishments. We're not focused on that. Like, you know, that's 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 cool and that's, you know, interesting or whatever, but... You know, that's like, that's that's something else. So I'm just like, that's the issue, I feel like. And I feel like that's something that needs to be addressed and tackled. It's like, as a woman, this issue is going to be such a big deal, such so much more of a big deal where it can actually take away from my work, my hard work. It can actually take away from my validity, you know, and just everything that everybody has seen despite these things as opposed to a man. But I also want to address that it's feeling like it's almost like not happening in that way where maybe this is happening. Maybe this has happened for a reason, you know, so that it can be proven that, you know, that's not necessarily how people are choosing to operate anymore. It doesn't have to be a double standard. It doesn't have to be a double standard, even though it still is one. You know, regardless, but it doesn't have to be one, you know, but then it just makes me wonder. I think that if it's if it's making me question certain things, then it's still a double standard. But. It's making me question, like, you know, if any of the hard work that I was putting in. And all of the things that I was doing to fight towards God and, and really trying like do accomplish my assignment here you know if any of those things ever matter like of course I know that they do I would never let nobody tell me that they didn't because if I let somebody tell me that they didn't that would mean that they didn't but you know if if it was ever really the real reason why I'm here and going through what I'm going through is the question you know because after that vision I felt like That's, you know, one too many times confirmation on that right there. Like, you know, I'm always getting these hints. I'm always, it's not even hint. Like, I'm always hearing these different things. I'm always seeing different reactions in certain ways. Like, I'm always having, feeling like I have to go through this. And... Even though I didn't entertain it as such, because I said to my, myself in my mind, it's a distraction that Satan, he wants me to believe that it's about that when I know that it's so much deeper. It goes way deeper. Like on the surface, we're talking about bags, shoes, money, guys, sexual things. Maybe the sexual things aren't as vain as, you know, the bags, the shoes and the money and the status, but it's just like right around there. 
you know, because the sexual things can be seen as important in marriage in order to, like, satisfy your partner, and that can be contributing to a godly marriage or whatever. So maybe that can be seen as a little bit more important than bags and shoes and status. But God pointed out a scripture to me in the Bible. He's constantly pointing out scriptures to me in the Bible about marriage, and I think that I overlook these things because I don't want to start getting my hopes up saying that I'm ready for marriage when I don't know when I'll be ready for marriage. I'm I'm simply just not ready, you know, but it doesn't mean that I can't be made ready, you know, but I don't know. It just depends. It feels like, you know, I don't want to rush into anything and then I feel like an opportunity was missed. And for me, an opportunity being missed may not necessarily have to be a better or greater guy for me, but just an accomplishment. And for me, it's like God is showing me that he wants to wake up Israel. And it, and honestly, if this feels like, you know, rubbish talking about this now after yesterday, but it doesn't matter because this is something that has not left my heart. And I've been waiting for uh, the right time to ring it back up again. And I felt like I wouldn't even have the right time, a, a, another opportunity to bring it back up again because of what happened. And I wouldn't doubt if what happened yesterday was a attempt to assassinate that, you know, that whole entire possibility, you know, so that it's no longer an option. And... That's what makes me extremely suspicious. That's what makes me extremely suspicious. This is what usually keeps me focused when I'm saying, you know, it's not about that. It's That's a distraction. Everything is a distraction when it's not about this fight, when it's not about this, you know, what God has shown me, waking up the people. And then, you know, the issue with that is like, you know, I can also use anything that they're doing as a distraction, as a tool in order to get through to people and to get more information and to get us further ahead, you know, to get us closer to waking up and knowing who we are. I can use that, you know, as long as I am using it. And the thing about it is, as far as God brought me, there's no way I'm not, you know, the whole time I'm going through these different things, it's kind of hard for me to leave it as just simply that, like I have to try and find the meaning and I have to try and find this, you know, try and see what is going, like, I have to look deeper. I have to look deeper into almost everything despite, you know, feeling like usually I would have taken it more seriously and I feel that I would have, you know, moved with a little bit more intent, which was distracting. And so in that way, they may have succeeded. But I don't feel that they have. I just feel that something is off, like something is not being addressed. But I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So the issue with, you know, waking up Israel, you know, obviously I have to take responsibility. Like God has shown me that the only way to do that is through fasting and prayer. And he's shown me a few other things that I have to do. I have to wake up at the crack of dawn, like four or five in the morning. Just like the Bible says that women are supposed to carry themselves, you know, read my Bible, you know, 
and pray and pray throughout my day and do nothing else but pray, you know, until. And that's the thing. I don't know if it's an until like forever, I'm assuming. So I do want to be 100 percent obedient to the Bible because that is the truth. And God didn't put that in there for no reason. That's for protect. That's for protection. You shouldn't pick and choose what you want to do or use in the Bible and, and apply it to your life. If you're working hard to grow and gain that momentum where you want to one day be there and you're just like, you're not perfect, so you're getting there, but you are applying getting your, you know, getting better every day, that's one thing. But to feel like there's things you will never do or you're not actually trying to incorporate those things into your life at all. Not that I don't trust that God can find a way to make sure that you do at one point because he's serious about his word. But those things are in there for protection, you know, and I realize that the things that you don't do, you find as consequences for. You find why God was protecting you. So certain things that I feel like I am struggling to grasp and really actually want and really actually see myself, you know, doing for the rest of my life. I'm I'm being shown, you know, little by little why it's important. Most of the things that is very hard for me to, you know, understand and grasp is mostly the things about women and where they stand with men. Like, I am like, I get so frustrated because I'm just asking God for a better understanding and it feels like he won't give me one until I just do it first and that's where I get so frustrated I get so mad you know I don't don't say mad but I just I don't know I feel so mis I feel so misunderstood and I feel like it's because I cannot understand something and it's never that I'm saying I'm ruling it out completely. It's and and for me to really be that opposed to something where I'm not even ruling it out because I could never tell God no. You know, to something that He's saying is necessary. But just to say that if I could just understand better why that's necessary then maybe I could, you know, work harder or, you know, actually be on board 100% like I'm supposed to, you know, better, more, faster, quicker. I don't know. So I can apply it. And to feel like, you know, that God is you know, like not telling me anything pertaining to that. And the thing is, like, I can get direct words from God. I know when he does want to talk about something and I know when he doesn't. I know when I can get a word on certain things and I know when I can't. Sometimes I can never not get a word from him on something. Like sometimes I'm just like fighting so hard to not hear about certain things and to not you know, have to know certain things that he feels is necessary for me to know. He's just telling me all these things about all these people and all this other stuff. And I'm like, that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know this because I know that these individuals I'm going to run into 
and I'm going to know that about them. And it's going to make me feel like not judging them, but just that I know this already about you. So I have to put you where you belong, I guess. Like, because who belongs anywhere? Like, you're going to be wherever you are, but it's just I have to know who you are. I know you are now. That's what I'm saying. And... Just to feel like I can get all these words on that and I cannot avoid them. But when it comes to words on things I really want a better understanding on, like where where is the words on that? Like, and I'm I'm being so patient and it feels like, you know, my mistakes that I make is somehow some sort of reason or excuse to deprive me of things that I feel that I need in order to grow and move forward and obviously God wouldn't do that but you know after what I've seen I just wonder like I wonder if you know I know God as well as I thought I did obviously I didn't Obviously, I don't know God as well as I thought I did. That's the whole point. I'm seeing a different side of him. I'm learning more about him. And if I had known God as as much as I did before, I probably wouldn't have made as many mistakes as I had made. But it's the point that in getting to know him better, I wonder, like, you know, certain, I don't, okay. I don't want to say I, I don't know, and that's a lie. I do know. I just don't want to say certain things because I feel, you know, I don't want to slander God's name, especially when, you know, I had to, I had read this post that said, when you're hurt, be quiet. When you're hurt, be quiet. And I don't want to speak out of hurt. I don't want to speak out of a misunderstanding. You know, I don't want to speak on it, but... Also, I do because I want to record this, these things to see how far I've come, what I've learned, you know, where I was at and why, you know, and what I was stuck on and, you know, how God helped me and brought me to a better understanding because all my prayers will be answered. I know that for a fact. So, you know, I just want to, I just, I just have this one big, you know, subject. It's like I'm in school and it's one it's this one big subject that I just do not understand. I just don't get it. And that is the subject of women and the way where we stand and what we are allowed and not allowed to do. You know, it feels like I've gotten simple explanations or simple, you know, understandings of it. Like, oh well Eve bit the apple and it showed that, you know, women were just a little bit more meticulous and, you know, wicked maybe than men and so that's why you know and it's like I don't necessarily all the way agree with that because the God that I dealt with you know introduced me to Eve and told me not to judge her to try and understand the mistake that she had made for the entire you know humankind and understand how much you know pressure that is or could be on someone though she did make the mistake that she made. 
And then also told me to understand that I wouldn't have made that mistake. And that is the difference between me and her. But also, you know, just like don't judge her. You cannot judge, you know. And introduced me to her and allowed me to have a conversation with her and see how she felt about that. How she felt about being judged. Not that my whole life I was like that Eve, you know. But it was just like when it was brought up or when I talked to God about it. Of course, I agree with, you know, how messed up that is that, you know, because of her mistake, we all have to suffer. But as he said, you know, imagine making one mistake and for the rest of eternity, you are blamed. Or not for the rest of eternity, because obviously Jesus is going to come back and you know, it's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we will no longer die. So it's not going to be for the rest of eternity. But, you know, excuse me, but just for as long as it's been, you are blamed for, and you are looked down on, and you are judged by your one mistake or many, whatever. But, That gave me a different perspective. It made me never judge her about that ever again. It really made me, you know, be more considerate of being so quick to speak on things you you don't know and people you don't know. You know, fighting that urge to want to judge someone and fighting that urge to want to feel that I am better or that or assume that even if I would have made a different decision or chosen a different path and would have done things better that that makes me better than somebody or that I I should still make them feel lesser than but that being said you know I don't feel like that's a good enough reason because what Eve did for every single woman for the rest of, you know, after that, I'll just say after that because I want to keep saying the rest of eternity. It's not eternity. But for every single woman after that to have to suffer because of it, you know. And, of course, you could say, well, I want to speak on another thing that God has shown me. Israel broke their promise to God and they worship other gods and because of it we're all cursed we don't know who we are we're in a foreign land and we are so far from the promise so far from it and because of this it's like we're going in cycles and suffering But when I first, not when I first, but when I was learning more about this, I said to God, God, why do we have to suffer because of what they've done? You know, we, I wouldn't have done that. How do you know that we would do that? How do you know that we would make the same mistakes that Israel once made? 
how do you know that we wouldn't do things differently? And, you know, God says that I shouldn't be so quick to judge them either. Because once you've been in captivity for over 400 years, when you get free, you don't know what to do. And so that could have been reflective of their attitudes. They didn't know what to do with all that freedom. Yet still, I felt like, but what about a new chance and a new opportunity? Would we do the same thing? Would we be able to keep our promise to you? And he didn't tell me if we would, but he just showed me. And I had no idea at the time, but now I'm looking at the progress that's being made and everything that's happening. And he's showing me that we are just, we are the same. We are the same time at the time at the time at the time at the time again in the Bible. God has given us so many different chances where he frees us and he, you know, gives us things and he gives us the opportunity to do the right thing with those things. But we always turn back to sin. We always worship other gods. We always become disobedient. We can never keep our promise. We can never, you know, stay faithful to him. And this happens over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yet he still is being so patient with us. And imagine what that's like over 2,000 years later. We're still doing the same thing. We're still the same kind of people. And I didn't understand it at first. I said, but, you know, this generation didn't get an opportunity to prove themselves. And who, who knows this could be the generation, you know? And so I realized that this was going on here is him giving us another chance, except for it feels like there's one stipulation, if any. I've already been hurt by you many, many, many different times before. You're disobedient and you don't listen. So this time I need that up front. When somebody runs off on you and does not pay, now you need credit history. Now you need some sort of leverage. You know, I'm going to need you to give me that first. I need you to, I need that up front, you know, and then you have this. But the issue with that is if you don't take this off, then I cannot give you that, you know. So he has to remove the curse and trust us again first in order for us to be able to prove that we can be trusted. But he's it seems that in the way that he's doing it, he's finding a way to make sure he gets what he needs first. Meaning, you're going to do this much work and you're going to fight to get out of this first. You're going to prove to me that you worked hard enough to get out of this first and then I'll restore the promise. I'll restore the covenant. So that's his way of getting, you know, of showing his, of showing credit history, you know. You build up your rapport with God so that you can deserve that, you know. And I see that and I feel and I see how now I understand more now than ever, of course, how we keep and why we keep and the way that we keep making the same mistakes. I cannot make excuses for it, but I can just say that I'm doing it, you know. When he's showing me, he's showing me all that he's shown me and I can't simply just fast or wake up at five o'clock in the morning, or just be obedient to the words in that Bible. After what God has shown me, I should never go back to how I was living before. Though it's easier said than done, 
because I'm very confident that, you know, if I didn't have a bunch of people intentionally sabotaging me, if I didn't have all these different forces around me keeping me from, you know, the promise and keeping me from what I wanted to do and distracting me and fighting me every single day on these things, if I didn't have these people that I love that I that claim to love me, that don't love me back, that are stabbing me in the back and in the front and, you know, kicking me, torturing me, leaving me for dead and leaving me in these situations that I have to constantly climb out of that is draining my energy and keeping me from, you know, accomplishing what I should be doing. If I didn't have all these different things, you know, then I would have done it. There would have been nothing to ever keep me from this ever again in my life. I would have been on a straight and narrow forever after what I've seen. I'm confident in that. I'm extremely confident in that. You know, I think about that every day and it feels unfair. It feels so unfair. But that's still part of it. You know, when he told when he spoke to me, he asked me, was I taking responsibility for my people? And I said, yes, I am. I volunteered to take responsibility for my people. So that means I'm taking responsibility for each and every single last person, even the worst. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you have someone or a bunch of different people that are going to stop at nothing to sabotage everything that you are trying to do, you have to take responsibility for them as well. So that means pretty much that's you. The Bible says, you know, whatever you do to the least, you do to me, whatever you do to, you know, the most you do to me. Whatever you do to these people, you're doing it to me. So if you treat these people like they are not a part of this, or if you are casting them out or you're judging them, or you are, you know, feeling like not accepting them in the way that they should be accepted and not, you know, wanting them to just, just not wanting them to be a part of something, when you are sowing division because of who they decide to be and not, you know, doing everything that you possibly can to, you know, save them and help them be there for them and include them in what's going on despite all of their efforts to sabotage what makes it feel dumb because it's like, would you accept a spy knowing that they're a spy or knowing that they would take back information and destroy everything that you've done? Isn't that dumb? But it's like, are we not confident enough in ourselves that we are the chosen people and we can figure out a way to excel and survive and prosper, even with spies in our camp? Like, that should never stop us from doing anything. It shouldn't matter. It's just a way to go about it. It's a way to do everything. So I'm not saying just be stupid. Oh, come over here. Learn everything. Take it back with you. Here you go. No, it's more like come over here and I figured out a way to love and accept you regardless of who you are and still keep you from sabotaging this promise. Because when you want it bad enough and you're truly confident in what God can do, it's nothing that they could ever do to truly sabotage that promise. But of course, you still have to take proper precautions, you know, because if it didn't matter, then you wouldn't. But it does. It does matter. So just realizing that, you know, when God said 
when he talked about, when he spoke about Israel and the disobedient people and the people who worship false gods and the people who broke their promises, even though mo he's talking about the whole Israel, you know, everybody didn't do that. When Moses was on the mountain, everybody didn't worship the golden calf, you know, and the people who did, they were mostly killed by the people who did it. So, of course, you know, God is saying, like, you may have to eliminate people. You may have to kill them because they won't, you know, they won't get with the program. They won't focus on what's most important. They cannot go. Some people have to be killed off. They won't make it. They simply will not make it. But also, you know, just doing everything that you can to save everybody possible because realizing that that's you pretty much. Without God keeping you, that is you. You didn't do it, but you were not better than them. And if God wasn't keeping you as much as he was, you'd probably be with them over there doing what they are doing. Because one thing that God has shown me more than anything is that every single thing that I've been saved from is him. He's in full control of everything. It has never been me. I look at these different situations and I see how hard I fight temptation. And I realize that I am just always, you know, inches from falling into it. I'm always just that close from being that person, from having gone that way, from having went, gone that route. And when you realize the demons behind this and how hard they fight you on things, yes, diff people are different. Some people have more will than others. But really, when it comes down to it, it's not based off of anybody being better than anybody else. It's really just based off of God and how he decided to form the clay. So you realize that that could be you and you were spared. He showed mercy on you. He showed, you know, he chose you. And when you realize that you're being kept, then you realize you cannot judge them. So you have to be more considerate of them. Anybody who can be saved, do everything that you can to save them. But anybody who can't, you know, of course, you know, logic tells you that they have to go. Everybody will not go. But I don't know about that all the way because in the vision that I saw, I feel that everybody was there despite their mistakes. And that makes sense because if I deserve to be there, they deserve to be there. I'm not better than them. It doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what side they're on. It doesn't matter what they chose. It doesn't matter what sin they participated in. If all sin is truly equal, if I deserve to be there, then so do they. Yes, I might be more focused. Yes, I might be more dedicated. Yes, I might be more faithful, but I am not better. I'm human just like everybody else. So, you know... It's amazing to me how some things matter. It is amazing to me how some things matter. Like in the process of God saying that he chose me because I was a virgin, you know, so it matters to be one, you know, as opposed to somebody who gave their faith away. It does matter to be a virgin, you know, for this. But at the same time, him placing me in an environment where he is not withholding any and everything that they do 
to take that virginity away from me and giving me ample opportunity and showing me that if I'm ever, you know, a virgin, it's because he kept me. Showing me that I'm not better. I'm just kept and chosen and appointed for a, certain, for, for a reason. So... That makes me feel like, you know, a little frustrated, like what does matter and what doesn't, but also just a little more understanding of the people that are in the way. But that being said, though, you know, so does that mean that this promise or this covenant cannot be restored? We cannot be restored as a people? The thing is, what I saw, it happens. It's going to happen. No matter what, maybe I start questioning because I say maybe this is that, you know, I'm starting to see myself being transformed. I see the crowd that I have behind me, like I'm being shown in different visions that I have, you know. Support, real support for this promise, real support for this direction, real support, you know. And. It's showing me that that podium that God showed me on with the crowd, the crew behind me, that supported me being in the position I was in, knowing that I, I was in the right position, I was the right person, trusting God on that, knowing God, being able to consult with him directly and get the same guidance and word that I was getting so it's not that they needed to question anything because they had clarity there was no confusion God is not a confusing God you know when you are truly speaking to God then you know when he is confirming who someone else is as well you can go to God about somebody else and he'll tell you like this is who they are this is who they're not you know so just them being 100% behind me, getting the same words, and just being 100% behind what we're doing, it feels that that is for me now. I don't know that the same people behind me right now will be the same people that will be there on that day. I do remember who I saw, but faces, I done, I, obviously at the time, when I saw the vision, the only face I recognized was my own. You know, so I have yet to get to that point where I actually see these people, but I do know that I will never forget a face. So when I do see the faces, I'll know that that's that's who that was that was up there. I will know, you know, but I do know that we're not there yet. We can't possibly be there yet because I'm not her yet. You know, I'm not there yet. Well, I won't say we can't possibly be there yet. I don't know. But it does seem that it's being, you know, formed but 
if that is the case, then that, that means that I probably don't have to fear things not happening how they should. I don't have to fear Satan ever succeeding because, you know, excuse me. Obviously, he's not. If God shows me a future and says that's going to happen, that's the truth. God never tells a lie. This is just the process of things happening. But, you know, maybe I'm not well aware of how far I actually am along. Then I might know, you know how far along I actually am as compared to, I I may not be full aware of it. And I won't be until, of course, the mission is accomplished. But yet still, I'm starting to see this in, in many different ways. I'm starting to see it. But I see that I'm being, I'm backslidden and I'm being, you know, distracted i'm being distracted from the promise and i can only take responsibility for that even though of course it feels like god is showing me it's not by my will it's by yours so do can i really be blamed for what i'm having to go through but at the same time i guess it's finding a balance between choices because i realized yesterday when I was about to, I was already not fasting, but I was about to watch, you know, some TV show that was really not, you know, very informative. But it can be, depending on how you watch things, the intent behind when you watch things. If you're watching it strictly for entertainment alone, then, of course, it's not going to be. So anything can be informative if, of course, it's not just watch, it's not just for strictly for entertainment alone. But all I know is like, you know, I chose to, you know, join and watch a sermon instead. And I noticed that in the process of that, I like I was like, I just got the revelation, like I don't want to say revelation, but I just I was I got the revelation that it is about choices because when I chose to watch that sermon and when I chose to, you know, be there with the pastor, learning more about God and deciding to, that's why I decided to put my time into that. It shows that this is why I'm here today. This is why I'm here today. Even though out of all the things that I've done, all the wrong paths I've gone, and all the times I did not choose God, I'm very confident that he would have gotten me here regardless. It shows in my past because if it were ever by the decisions that I made in all the different places that I was not supposed to be or did not do right, I wouldn't have been here today, but I am. So it's really by his will alone, but the choices do matter. They do matter. The biggest issue and the biggest debate is trying to figure out whether they do or do not matter. 
a lot of times I feel like we're justifying different decisions that we make in our mind because that's just what we want to do. We don't want to hear from God. We don't want to do what he's saying to do. And so when you push him away and when you push him off, you know, that's a choice that you're making. Can that be the reason why certain individuals are where they are and the way that they are? I Obviously, absolutely, especially when God is confirming to me that different cho- choices I've made over the years, different routes that I decided to go have proved to be very useful, but not the only reason why I'm here. I was predestined to be here before the stars in the sky. So whatever direction I would have gone, I would have ended up here. So maybe this is a confirmation on those small things. The choices that you make, they may be small things and the big things God has handled. So that means like when he tells you to go a certain route and he tells you to do something, he's trying to minimize this pain and suffering that you are going to have to go through. Or, you know, maybe the extra, you know, rewards like the icing on the cake that you will be able to experience in your lifetime if you listen. You know, when I was younger, I used to do different things and I felt that I would never get recognized for them. And it felt like it was just no real reason or benefit from doing it besides, of course, staying true to myself. And wanting to be obedient for God or wanting to be better for God. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that there's different people who are willing to appreciate that I'm having different benefits because of these things. You know, not that if these qualities I did not possess or I did not, you know, actually, mat- I won't say master, but. Not that be if I did not participate or have these qualities up until this point, that it would have stopped me from being right here where I am right now. So it's like, you know, here's the solid timeline of where you're going to be and where you're going in life, your purpose and your destiny. And the choices that you make determine what you're going to take with you when you get there and what you're going to have. There's always going to be an opportunity to gain these things, but you can never get the time back for the, you know, you can never get that time back spent on mastering these things. And it's always going to come in handy later, or it can present an opportunity to come in handy that the time that you spent mastering certain qualities and certain characteristics can set you ahead and set you apart from the crowd, making you the difference, providing you with extra added cushion support and you know opportunities and rewards so it's like do it matter that i have a reward do it matter that i have a cushion or extra support or or pillow do it matter that i have these things either way it go i'm still gonna have to be there but who wouldn't want these things and if you want these things then this is why these decisions and these choices matter. So I think that bottom line is like, yeah, we're going. I'm going to be there. Bottom line is this is happening. You know, that's not going to be stopped. But on the way there, you know, you're going to face all these different obstacles. You're going to go through these many different things. And in that process, you're going to be praying to God. You're going to be begging God. You're going to be seeking God out for help and support on these things 
And so this is why it's necessary to make these choices and to make these changes. You know, like, I know I just explained it, but say you are, you know, going for a two-day journey and you know that throughout this two-day journey, you're going to want support, cushion to sit on, pillow, maybe if you want to take a nap or a blanket, different things like that, some food, some water. You you most likely are still going to make it. It's two days, right? But would you want to have made it suffering the entire time with a dry throat and a hungry belly and no support? Your back is hurting. You know, you can't sleep. You're cold or hot, whatever. Or would you want to have wanted to have been prepared? And that's really what it come down to. So that's why these things matter. But I don't know if that's all. I don't know if that's all. Only because in the process, I do feel like, you know, a lot of these different things or decisions that I've made make me who I am. And they have determined the position that I'm in. So I, I almost wonder... Like, without certain characteristics or certain things, if I even would be in the position that I'm in. But I feel that God has confirmed on many different occasions. Absolutely, you would. It's who you are. It's who you're born to be. It's your purpose and your destiny. It's God's will for my life. So, either there's no if I made these choices or decisions because it's who I am. I just was going to. I just am going to make these choices and these different decisions. Or, you know, it doesn't matter. No matter what, I would be here. No matter what, it would be me. That's just how it's meant to be. That's just how God has planned for it to go. And I think different things show me that. Different things confirm that. Yet still... I feel like pressured, pressured to make the right choice and the right decision. I wonder if These decisions could keep me from, I mean, obviously they can't keep me from the promise. I've already said that. But, yeah, that's the big thing. So, another thing is, in and out of my sleep, I'm realizing, like, you know, that it feels like it's being shown to me that, like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to go through this. I don't have to, you know, deal with this. Like, I could beat this. I could, you know, be more free. I don't have to deal with what I'm dealing with. But the issue is that, you know, I don't know if I can believe that. Because when I'm doing what I feel like God is wanting me to do, going the route that I feel like God wants me to go, 
Of course, it's my responsibility that I'm not doing the work. But anytime I'm doing the work, they fight me so hard. Like, they never want me to ever have that or anything for that matter. Like, like it's life or death. So it feels like it's unavoidable. And why would God allow it to be this way? Only he knows. But regardless, it has to, the prophecy has to be fulfilled. And I don't know how that's going to happen or what it's going to look like. I just know that, you know, whatever I do, whatever decision I make, whatever choice I choose is going to be whatever is meant to happen. Because you can't take it back after you've done it. So that's obviously what's meant to happen. So it's frustrating. Because it's like, am I really letting God down? Or is this exactly how it's supposed to go? Can I let God down? When he showed me that a future is going to happen no matter what. But I guess time will tell. I'm getting very anxious and tired of being in the same position. And the only person that can change that is me. I'm seeing that. Well, of course, God. I trust that God can change that. I don't like to say the only one could change that is me. I kind of hate that saying because the how God has shown up in my life, you know, he's doing things without my consent. And if anybody can change it, it's him. Never let somebody tell you how things have to go as well, because things that may go some way or a way for somebody else or choices that somebody else makes may not have, you know, anything to do how your life is meant to go. Somebody might say you have to get up, you have to work for everything that you ever wanted. Otherwise, you will never have this. You will never have that. And then, you know, God might say, no, that's not how I destined feel like to be. I wanted things to land in your lap. I want you to never have to lift a finger for these things to be done. And that's just God's will for your your life. You do not ask a potter why he's formed the clay. So I dealt with that growing up because I used to want to be born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I never was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And I used to wonder why I felt like, why God felt like I was not good enough or what made me not good enough to deserve that. And I'm seeing that, you know, whatever God decided, he has a perfect, in his, he has a perfect reason why. He knows why he did it. And so I got over that. I got over that growing up. And it made me, I can't, I don't want to even try and say that because I didn't have the silver spoon. It made me who I am today, even though that is true. 
But if I sat there saying to myself, oh, because I didn't have a silver spoon, I'm this and I'm that and I have all these different qualities, wouldn't that be reflective of somebody who, of course, did not get over it? I'm over it. You know, it, it's, yeah, certain things I'm still having to heal from. I'm not going to lie. But the fact of the matter is I'm not harboring resentment for these things. It doesn't shape the way that I think and do things a hundred percent. Yes, it does. I cannot lie because like I said, I'm still healing and I have to unlearn things. I still have to grow. So to say it's not shaping the way that I do things at all would be a complete lie. But what I'm saying is as far as my hope for a future and who I can be, it's not hindering or influencing any of those hopes and dreams. Any hopes and dreams that I have are the hopes and dreams that I was born with and born to be, whether I had a silver spoon in my mouth or not. That's just all. So I don't think that it should ever, you know, affect your decisions because then I realize that that's when the devil can operate the most freely in your life. When he convinces you that the life that you've led here somehow determines what you deserve. The things that you have or haven't had somehow determine where you belong. And that's never true. When you are you know, when your destiny is predestined before the stars in the sky, before you were even formed in your mom's tummy, whether she was rich or poor, you were still going to be who you were destined to be. And there's people who come from poor families and end up rich or rich families who end up poor, smart families that end up dumb and dumb families that end up smart. You can never determine these different things. God made you who you are for a reason. So that's no longer an excuse and you can't use it as one. It's not even to be considered. And it's really amazing how some of the greats, some of the people who made the biggest impact here on Earth, on this planet, not that it matters because they're not God, but I mean, it does matter. But they're, you know, of course, obviously, God is God is great. All glory be to God, pretty much what I mean. But some of the greats here that have made the biggest impact you look at their history and a lot of times they had to defy all odds a lot of times they never had any type of real direction or any type of real blueprint on how they were supposed to make it or get to where they are they just did so It's not about your circumstances here on earth. It's about what you're born with, what's born inside of you, and what God intends to place on this earth. And when you reminded that he placed, he made everybody uniquely. And each and every single last thing he placed on this earth or placed in somebody on this earth may be the very thing that we need to change the world. You start wanting to embrace those differences more. But that being said, you know, I also want to consider that, you know, maybe I don't need to worry so much and stress so much about the, the, the different decisions that I'm making or have made because they don't define me. And, it, and when I let them stress me out, that's all they're doing. You know, that's the, the cushion, you know, that I'm talking about, you know. 
on the way to the promise, you're going to go through all these different things and you're going to find that you didn't have to suffer as much had you done different things differently. And you would have wished that you known them, but you are glad that you went through it regardless. But that's what the decisions are for or about.